0: Dale Fryer, and this is America News Now. Last Sunday was the second presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We bring you a replay of this debate, hosted by CNN's Anderson Cooper and CBS News' Martha Raddatz.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second of three presidential debates. Now entering the stage is the Republican nominee for president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And the Democratic nominee, Hillary Clinton.
2: Thank you very much for being here. We're going to begin with an awkward moment where you both think about shaking hands and then decide against it. Okay. We now have a question from one of the members in our town hall. Each of you will have two minutes to respond to this question. Secretary Clinton, you won the coin toss, so you'll okay, go first. Okay,
3: let me just say it was a red coin,
2: had two heads and no tails. Our first question comes from Patrice Brock. Patrice.
4: Thank you and good evening. The last debate could have been rated as M.A. for mature audiences and Spanish available by hitting the S.A.P. button on your television. Wrong. Do you feel you're modeling appropriate and positive behavior for today's youth? Thank you. Are you a teacher? Do you mind if I create an ad campaign claiming you're one? Great. You know, teachers are telling me all of the time about seeing the Trump effect in their students. They can't pronounce the word huge anymore, and every adjective has been replaced with tremendous. This is the new reality we may be living in, folks.
3: I don't know what you're talking about. These kids have the best words, tremendous vocabulary, and we can't defeat our enemies unless we use the right words. And Hillary and her friend Obama don't use the best words, they don't say radical Islamic terror, but I can promise you I'll use the right words when I'm president.
2: Okay. We received a lot of questions online, Mr. Trump, about the tape that was released last Friday, as you can imagine. A German newspaper went as far as to ask, East Donald Trump ein Sexmonster? You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that?
3: No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what this was. This was locker room talk. I'm sure you understand. I've been in many locker rooms in my life, both men's and women's, and this is how men talk in locker rooms. I don't know how women talk in locker rooms because when the penis is as big as mine, there isn't much room to make noise. Obviously, I'm not proud of it. The talk, not my penis. Very proud of my penis. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it, but this is locker room talk. And let me tell you, no locker room is as nice or allows for talk like the one at the Mar-a-Lago Hotel in Palm Springs, Florida. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, this is like medieval times, you know? Times where we didn't argue over what someone said in a bus 11 years before. Because this is carnage, real carnage all over the world. ISIS is already in 32 nations. Actually, since I started speaking, they just entered
2: four more. Mr. Trump, the question was about the leaked videotape.
3: Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I'm embarrassed it was leaked. I'm embarrassed I moved on a woman and she said no. I took her furniture shopping for God's sake. I hate it, but again, I will knock the hell out of ISIS though. We're gonna defeat ISIS. You're gonna be so sick of defeating ISIS that you might start rooting for ISIS. We'll be beating them so badly. And I will tell you, I will take care of ISIS, which Obama founded and Hillary co-founded. Mr. Trump. We should get onto more important things. There are tremendous problems in this nation. Tremendous. We should move on.
2: Just for the record, though, are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago was not true and that you did not grope women without their consent?
3: I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. This bitch over here has no respect for women.
2: So, for the record, you're saying you never groped women?
3: I've said things that, frankly, you hear these things I said, and I was embarrassed by it. But I have tremendous respect for women.
2: Have you ever done those things, Mr. Trump?
3: And women have respect for me. I hold the Miss Universe pageant. Why would I hold a pageant if I didn't? And I would tell you. No, I have not done those things. Every woman I have groped has wanted it, whether she knew it at the time or not. And I will also tell you that I'm going to make our country safe again. Obama and Hillary want to say our country is safe. It's not safe. I walk through Manhattan and no, it's not safe. There are foreigners on cell phones. It's not safe. The halal guys, they chip me on the white sauce. It's not safe. We're going to have borders in our country. We're going to make America safe again. We're going to make America great again. But we're going to make America safe again. Thank you, Mr.
2: Trump. And that's what I want to talk about. Secretary Clinton, do you want to respond?
4: Well, like everyone else, I've spent a lot of time thinking over the last 48 hours about what we heard and saw. Law and order. You know, with prior Republican nominees for president, I disagreed with them on politics, policies, principles. Mitt Romney,
3: previous Republican nominee. Let me tell you, his policies weren't the only thing that flopped about. Donald
4: Trump is different. I'm
3: referring to his penis, mid Romney's floppy and small penis.
4: I've said from the beginning that he is unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. What we all saw and heard on Friday was Donald talking about women in a degrading manner. I think it's clear to anyone who heard the tape that it represents exactly who Donald is. But it's not only women. He has also insulted immigrants, African-Americans, Latinos, people with disabilities, POWs, Muslims, and so many others- I'm surprised
3: you didn't say Rosie. Everyone always goes on about how I insult Rosie O'Donnell, but you didn't. Didn't get past the focus group, I guess. Mr.
1: Trump, please don't interrupt.
3: When she's accusing me of... I don't think it's fair to blame me for insulting women. She has brought it upon herself. Big league. Are you done? Yes, I am. Law and order.
4: (laughs) All right. So that is the man that Donald Trump is. And we need to decide whether or not he is who we are. That's why, to go back to your question, teacher lady, about whom I care so deeply, I want to send a message, we all should, to every boy and girl, and indeed to the entire world, that America already is great and we will celebrate our diversity. These are very important values to me, and I will uphold them if I am fortunate enough to be the next president of the United States. And we want to get to some questions from the web. Am I
3: allowed to respond to that? I better be able to respond to that.
1: Yes, you can respond to that.
3: It's just words, folks. It's just words. Those words, I've been hearing them for many years. I've been yelled at about diversity many times. I still don't know what it means. And I'm a great dad. I've raised great kids, except for Tiffany. I heard Hillary say that when she was running for the Senate in New York, where she was going to bring back jobs to upstate New York, and she failed. She's done a terrible job for the African-Americans. She wants to vote, and she does nothing. And then she comes back four years later. Mr. Trump. That's how long Senate terms are, four years. Mr.
1: Trump, I want to get to the audience questions and online questions.
3: So she's allowed to talk about diversity and tolerance, but I'm not allowed to respond with bigotry. Sounds fair. Three against one.
4: Secretary Clinton, your response? Look, if this were just about one video, maybe what he's saying tonight would be understandable. But he never apologizes for anything to anyone. He never apologized to Mr. and Mrs. Khan, the Gold Star family whose son, Captain Khan, died in the line of duty in Iraq. And Donald insulted and attacked them for weeks over their religion. Were
3: they not Muslim? I don't understand. Furthermore, if I was president, that Muslim would still be alive and vetted extremely, bigly vetted.
4: He never apologized to the distinguished federal judge who was born in Indiana, but Donald said he couldn't be trusted to be a judge because his parents were, quote, Mexican. I
3: said it was his Mexican heritage. He's proud of his heritage.
4: He never apologized to the reporter that he mimicked and mocked on national television and our children were watching.
3: Oh please, children weren't watching. It was on CNN, a failing news network that not even children want to watch.
4: And he never apologized for the racist lie that President Obama was not born in the United States of America. He owes the President an apology. He owes our country an apology.
3: Well, first off, the birther issue is not racist. Why does everyone say it was racist? I needed the president to prove that he was born in America. That was all. I was the best at getting that birth certificate. Just like I am the best at all things. And you lost the race to Obama in 2008. Fair and square. And you won the race this year. Not fair and square, in my opinion. You ask Bernie. Ask the Bernie people and they think you didn't win. If you read the emails that were leaked...
4: The emails that were hacked by Russian interests... You
3: say they were hacked... We don't have evidence they were hacked, but the ones Wikileaks released. Look up Wikileaks. Look them up right now. Call Sean Hannity. Please, someone call Sean Hannity. He's a Wikileak. Very bad stuff in there. But that's not a surprise. You've got plenty to hide. People around the country are furious about your emails. Hillary wants us to believe that the 33,000 emails disappeared into thin air. But they didn't. She deleted them. She acid washed them. She opened up the computer and poured bleach onto it. That's the best way to get rid of them. My son, who is very good at cyber, said that's the best way. She is the Hitler of emails, folks. And Hitler, people are saying, my people, the best people, the most qualified people, are saying, not a good guy.
4: Like I've said before, it was a mistake to have that private server, and I should not have deleted those emails, although most of them were personal in nature. I am sorry.
3: That's not good enough. I want Secretary Clinton to apologize for every single email that she deleted. I'll wait. Uh,
4: Donald, I am not going to-
3: Apologize? What did I tell you folks? When I'm president, we're going to get a special prosecutor and we're going to look into it because you know what? People have been, their lives have been destroyed for doing three-fifths of what you've done. And it's a disgrace. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of yourself.
4: Everything he just said is absolutely false, but I'm not surprised. Oh really? In the first debate, I told people that it would be impossible to be fact-checking Donald all the time. It is. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country.
3: Because you'd be in jail.
4: Please don't applaud. And really, to
1: that of all things, I want to move on. Secretary Clinton, Lacey from LinkedIn wants to know, in the wake of recent leaked speeches, if it is proper for a politician to have both public and private Uh positions.
4: That's actually a funny story. I was talking about the movie Lincoln, directed by Steven Spielberg. My public position was that it was a very good movie and deserved to win many Oscars. But my private position was that it was too long and I didn't enjoy it very much.
3: Mr. Trump? It's funny. I noticed Spielberg, much like the liberal media, didn't show both sides of the issue in that movie. And the worst part, folks, Abraham Lincoln wasn't even played by an American. This is just one of the many jobs that Obama has lost during his presidency.
2: Thank you, Mr. Trump. But the question was whether it was appropriate for a politician to have both public and private positions on issues. Hey,
3: let me ask you. Why do you re-explain the question to me, but not her?
2: Because she answered the question. Anderson, I think you're being very weak right now. Very very weak. I'll ignore that, Mr. Trump. And now we have a question from Ted Washington.
5: Uh, uh, alright. Uh, how, uh, uh would uh, you, uh, the, uh, uh, what do you, uh, uh, candidate, um, America, we wanted to remain a place that the, uh, still, uh, want to, uh, come to?
4: Fantastic question. It is our resolve that makes us stronger and if I am elected your leader, I will make America great w- once more. Once more.
3: Foreign policy, folks. It's what it's all about, and Hillary Clinton knows nothing. Hasn't met a single world leader. And me? Me and Melania will be so good for foreign policy. Let me tell you. Every time I look at her, it's like a Cuban missile crisis in my pants.
1: Thank you both. We now go to Gorba Hamed, who has a question.
4: Uh, hi. Uh, I'm a Muslim American, and. I'm, um, for some reason, like, still undecided. Talk to me about your tax plans.
3: Oh, God. Hillary's tax plan is terrible. She just changed her mind on carried interest, which I learned about 12 minutes ago. And it's terrible, folks. It's terrible. I also want to get rid of that. And Hillary's plan, if you look at her plan, and taxes are going up, folks. Trillion dollars in tax increases, and we are already the highest tax nation in the world. And don't look at Denmark. Don't look at Sweden. Don't look at any of these places.
4: Secretary Clinton? I just don't know how we can trust Donald on taxes when he won't even release his tax returns.
3: Like I've said, I'm under audit. I'm more than happy to release them once that is done.
4: As Warren Buffett has said, there is no legal reason you cannot release your tax returns due to an audit.
3: Wrong. And
4: the three pages of tax returns we do have from 1995 show that you claimed a nearly one billion dollar loss which would have allowed you not to pay taxes for 20 years.
3: I didn't pay taxes for 20 years because I'm smart. I wanna apologize for being smart. I'm a genius. Rudy Giuliani said so.
4: If you elect me as president, I will work to close the loopholes that wealthy men and women, but most likely men like Mr. Trump, take advantage of to avoid paying their fair share of taxes.
3: You have been alive for 68 years and have not gotten anything done. She said she wanted to close the entire tax code. She said she would end all the wars and she hasn't done it. She was a junior senator from New York and did not create world peace. What was she doing in office, folks? Moving on. You give Hillary more time. Why don't I get more time? I need attention! Mr.
1: Trump, you agreed to the rules before the debate. You each have an equal allotment of time.
3: Sorry, I'd
2: listen to you if you were a 10, but you're not. I wouldn't grope you, no offense. Mr. Trump, please refrain from insulting the moderators. Next, we have a question from James Carter. James?
3: as an African-American... Because you're
2: black, I assume you're going to ask about inner cities. Atlanta, Forest Hills, the South Side,
3: Johannesburg. Big problems. And I've been telling the blacks for years. Blacks, just like you, what do you have to lose? It can't get any worse. It has never been worse to be a black person in
2: America than right now. Secretary Clinton?
4: Mr. Carter, you presumably ask a very important question. When you look at the letters that I get... A lot of people are worried that maybe they wouldn't have a place in Donald Trump's America. This beautiful woman wrote to me about her son, Felix. She adopted him from Ethiopia when he was a toddler, and he listens to Donald on TV, and he said to his mother one day, will he send me back to Ethiopia if he gets elected?
3: We'll have to look into it. I'm sorry for the mother, but we'll have to look into it. Extreme vetting. Extreme vetting. We're going to vet, and it's going to be extreme.
2: We have one more question from Ken Bone about energy policy. Ken? What steps will your energy policy take to meet
6: our energy needs while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job loss for fossil power plant workers?
4: Now, Mr. Bone, can I call you Ken? I feel like you're going to be big, sell out, then blow it. I want America to be the clean energy leader of the 21st century, except for those weird European countries that put all of their effort into clean energy. We're not going to be like that. We're going to say we're going to be like that on the national stage, but not actually do it.
2: Go ahead,
3: Mr. Trump. Absolutely. I think it's such a great question, because energy is under siege by the Obama administration. Absolutely under siege. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, is killing these energy companies. And foreign companies are now coming in, buying our... Buying so many of our different plants and then rejiggering the plants so that they can take care of their oil. So much rejiggering. My jigger is reed and all you have to do is go to a great place like West Virginia or places like Ohio which is phenomenal or places like Pennsylvania and other swing states and you see what they're doing to these people, miners and others in the energy business. It's a
2: disgrace. Your time is up, thank you. It's an absolute disgrace.
1: We've sneaked in one more question, and it comes from Carl Becker.
0: My question to both of you is, regardless of everything said in this debate, would either of you name one positive thing that you respect in one another?
1: Mr. Trump,
4: would you like to go first?
3: I give the floor to the Senator from New York.
4: Well, okay then. Look, I respect his children. His children are incredibly able and devoted, except for Tiffany, of course. But the others are very capable.
3: Mr. Trump? Well, I consider her statement about my children to be a very nice compliment. And I'm glad we agree about Tiffany. I will say this about Hillary. She doesn't quit. She doesn't give up. She is committed to being a crooked politician. But she does fight hard. And she doesn't quit. And she doesn't give up. And I consider that to be a very good trait. Are
2: you saying she has stamina?
3: No, no. Stamina is something that men have, Anderson. You would know. You spend a lot of time with men. And that's not a problem. It's how you spend your time.
2: But no, it's not stamina. She is bad stamina. We want to thank both the candidates. This concludes the town hall meeting. Our thanks to the candidates, the commission, Washington University, and to everybody who watched. Congratulations. Watching tonight technically counts as participating in the electoral process.
1: Please tune in on October 19th for the final presidential debate. The one where Donald might say the N-word. Good night, America.
0: In the past few weeks, there have been dozens of clown sightings across the United States, making authorities wonder if it's the work of a secret conspiracy of clowns or an elaborate hoax. Joining us in studio to discuss his profession is veteran clown Bonzo Giggles. How you doing, Bonzo? I've been better, Dale. Uh, With all these sightings, it's harder to be a clown than ever. Plus, you know, my erectile dysfunction has gone through the roof. So I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry a problem many men have but this creepy clown nonsense that's new now you've been a clown for well over a decade does this sound like normal clown behavior for your peers uh the ed or the funny business (sighs) the funny business well this behavior from these bozos is ridiculous. We're supposed to be making kids smile, tie balloon animals, that kind of fun stuff. You're not supposed to be scaring them. So you personally haven't stalked any children walking alone? Oh my god, of course not. Do I look like a creep? Kind of. Oh, oh, are, are you doing all right, bud? It was already an uphill battle being a clown before this. Our kids don't respect me, they make fun of my clown voice. A bonzo is a loving father, just trying to do his best. Just trying to put food on the table. You're like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yikes. Would you would you be interested in a cuckold type deal? What? No! Okay, Dale, Mr. Fryer, do you mind if I do the thing where I pull a long ribbon out of my mouth? Bonzo, no one's going to see you. They never do, Dale. Well, give me a handshake and I'm on my way. I know there's a buzzer on your hand. God. I'd like to thank Bonzo Giggles for coming on to the program. And now a word from our sponsors. Would an actuary consider you geriatric? Are your knees not quite as strong as they used to be? If so, you
2: may be perfect for SpaceX's maiden voyage to Mars. Hi. I'm Tony Award nominee Austin Pendleton. And if you're wondering why we're looking for applicants with a short life expectancy, it's because someone is definitely going to die. Like... It's a statistical certainty. Someone will die. Still wondering if you'd be right for SpaceX? It's really easy to find out. Mr. Johnson, I'm afraid to tell you that's not a birthmark. That's a malignant tumor. What does that mean? It means you'd be perfect for SpaceX. Oh, my leg! I think we got one. Listen, folks, if you fail your next physical,
0: SpaceX is probably right for you. Sign up for SpaceX today. On Tuesday, President Obama signed into law a bill that would eliminate taxes on Olympic prizes. Stephen Chang has more. Now going for gold comes with a deductible.
5: With a House vote of 415 yes to one nay, the bill ending the so-called victory tax landed on President Obama's desk, where he signed it this week. You shouldn't have to worry about being audited when you're trying to beat the damn Chinese. It's messed up. U.S. Olympians welcomed the change, which retroactively applies to the 2016 Olympics. Cassidy Cook and Abby Johnson are synchronized divers and silver medalists.
4: We were really glad to hear that we won't be taxed for our medals because we just went in together and paid the down payment for a summer house in Wildwood, New Jersey. And we know what you're thinking do these girls do everything together? <laughs> just ask
5: our boyfriends. President Obama met with Cook. Johnson and other notable Olympians when he signed the bill and spoke to the importance of supporting our athletes.
0: Every single one of our athletes is an American hero, especially that fencer in the hijab. That's right Republicans, come at me.
4: We were so honored to be called American heroes by the President Barack Obama. Wow, that's so special. It's It's something we'll tell our kid about.
5: One athlete not singled out by President Obama was swimmer Ryan Lochte. Mostly because Lochte got lost on his way to the White House. I didn't even know you got money for winning medals.
6: I just thought they were cool things to hang around your neck. Then they told me I made this much money, but they took some of it away.
5: And it's like, you're being a downer, man. Following making false robbery claims in general douchebaggery in Rio, Lochte lost many of his sponsors. I live my life the
6: Lochte way. Hair doesn't dye itself. God, you remember when I had a reality show? When did Michael Phelps have a reality show? Half
5: past never. (laughs) While the law eliminating taxes on Olympic athletes received almost unanimous support, it was rejected by exactly one congressman. Representative Jim Himes of Connecticut cast the only nay vote. I'm sorry, but I don't think it's right to single out Olympic athletes as bigger heroes than other Americans. Pretty soon the kids in skate parks are gonna want tax breaks. You know, this money could go to our military. Our firefighters, our police officers, our firefighters. So, are you working on legislation to support any of those groups? Uh, No, but there's no money left because those darn Olympians are taking all the money. Surprisingly, Representative Himes did in fact have ties to U.S. Olympics. He tried out for the national team for rowing while at Harvard in 1988. Representative Himes, I have a photo of you trying out for the Olympic team while in college. No, you don't. And I talked to some of your teammates, and they said that you narrowly missed out on qualifying for the games in Seoul. Who spoke? Was it Kennelly? Mr. Himes, did you not support tax reductions for Olympians out of spite? Of course I did. I could have been there, man. I could have been a somebody, but now I'm just a congressman. A <laughs> nobody. Row, row, you're both gently down the stream. <laughs> barely, 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 barely. Life is but a dream. <laughs> Very few Olympians stand to earn more than $25,000 in winnings. Athletes like Ryan Lochte, whose winnings total over $200,000, are in a small minority. People talk about
6: how Michael Phelps is the best Olympic athlete of all time, but, like, what if he was never born? Then I bet it would be Ryan Lochte. (laughs) I'm gonna dye stripes in my hair, because science proves that makes you go faster. Did you know when you write race
5: stripe backwards? It still spells race stripe. Following Lochte's harsh remarks, we reached out to 23-time gold medalist Michael Phelps for comment. (laughs) It's whatever, man. With America's Olympians no longer burdened by the IRS, they are free to focus on the most important parts of the Olympics, staying in shape and getting laid. Orgies are for heroes. For America News
0: Now, I'm Stephen Chang. And that's it for American News Now. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Dale Fryer reminding you, Wap Babaloo Wop, a WAP Bamboo. Good night, America.